Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of TFL Talking Trucks. As always, I'm Andre Smirnov. And I'm Nathan Adlin. Hey, guys. Yep. And today, guys, we're talking about two super trucks, basically. These are very cool. And because you guys listen to us and watch our videos on TFL Off-Road and TFL Truck and TFL Now, we're fortunate enough to actually purchase uh, these two trucks, the Raptor and the TRX. Did you ever think there'd be a time when we would own two trucks, both of which are worth around $77,000? No, dude. I mean, we started <laughs> TFL. Well, I mean, TFL Car started first, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, about 10 years ago. 11 years ago. 11. And then about eight years ago, we started a truck, right? TFL truck. And back then, you know, we were, I think we were in Roman's basement, actually. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, was, it was in Roman's house. And uh, yeah, guys, we have a lot to talk about, about owning these two vehicles and living with them. Congratulations. You have now tuned into TFL Talk, where we discuss everything automotive, whether it's cars or trucks. This is the one place where you can be sure to get independent and honest reviews. Let's get back to the show right now. So let's hit it right off the bat. You know, here's what it's like to actually live with an F-150 Raptor, and specifically this is a 2020 truck. Mm -hmm. And also what it's like to live with a 2021 Ram TRX. Now we're combining the time that we had this TRX, which hasn't been very long, but also with the extended time we had a loaner TRX. So we're kind of combining that. And if you combine them, we've actually had it for a little while. Yeah, and we can uh, kind of discuss what already what our experiences have been. Right. And also we have a couple of really cool videos coming out very, very soon. We did uh, another drag race mm -hmm. between a um, F-150 Raptor, F-150 Shelby supercharged V8, TRX. Yep. And also a night gauntlet that we did between uh, the Raptor and the TRX. There very similar trucks and they're extremely different trucks it's it's a trippy thing with these two and i honestly um they're very different with driving they're very different with their overall character they truly are very unique trucks yeah so let's talk about the second gen raptor let's start mm -hmm. with that and then yeah. go to trx uh, uh next uh, so in 2017 basically the second gen raptor uh went on sale can i add something to that yes now bear in mind that TFL truck started with the first generation Raptor mm -hmm. and we had it with the larger displacement engine and we drove the hell out of it and it was a fantastic truck. So this replacement we were a little dubious about because suddenly no longer a big V8, it's now a turbocharged V6, but in terms of off-road, in terms of overall power, in terms of performance, this twin turbocharged V6 has been a much faster truck. Right, that's right. We had the first gen, uh, which was a 2014 model. Mm -hmm. We had it for almost three years. Yeah, which is, I think, the longest we've had any studio truck. Yeah, and I think that's because we really liked it. We really liked it. We drove it back and forth across the country more than once. Uh, we used it to tow a lot of different vehicles. Uh, we did more with that truck than we have with any other truck. Now, bear in mind, at that time, we were a much smaller organization, and we weren't able to swap out trucks every year. 
but nonetheless, it was an excellent studio truck. Yeah, and uh, actually did also all the other tasks, right? Hauling, towing trailers, hauling, like you were saying. Yeah. Not just going off-road. And the thing is, people started yelling at us because it was in, like, you know, every fifth video, either in the background as a camera truck or as the subject of the video. And that's when we began to learn, okay, we can't keep them too terribly long or you guys get bored of them. Yeah, so the second generation truck, I mean, Ford redesigned the mm -hmm. Raptor, right? They were already very, very successful with the Raptor, obviously, before that. Right. And the funny thing is, back then, and, you know, starting even 2010 and on, the Raptor was this kind of wide-body, long-travel suspension, big-engine truck, and it didn't really have any other competitors, right, in the space from the factory. Nothing. The only thing that we could think of to, to put against it at the time was, of course, the Power Wagon, which isn't in the same class. It's a very different truck. So there was nothing that competed against it. And then later on, of course, Chevy came out with their Colorado ZR2. That didn't compete with it either because, once again, different class. These are all very good trucks, top of their class, but they just don't quite compete. Yeah, so, uh, so then they redesigned it. They actually got rid of the V8, right, mm -hmm. for the second generation of the Raptor. In 2017, it came out finally because there was a little hiatus, right? Yep. It wasn't, the Raptor wasn't around for almost two years between the generations. Right. Um, and then in 2019, they've updated the Raptor. And it looks actually the same as 2017. And the truck we purchased in 2020 mm -hmm. looks like pretty much identical yep. to, to the one that came out in 2017, except in 2019, they re redid the suspension a bit, um, some of the electronics, and actually made, you know, I love technology, uh, you know me, and, and when the 2019 came out, it's basically almost like a real-life version of the video game because everything is configurable. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, when yeah. you're playing Gran Turismo or something, you can select different steering, different suspension, transmissions, suspension, yeah. all this stuff. It was, I remember I drove it from Salt Lake City to Denver because Ford at the time uh, loaned us a truck in right. Salt Lake. And I had a blast, dude, driving it cross-country. It is such a different vehicle than the one that it replaced. You know what I mean? It, it's lighter. It, it's more of a sports car around the corners. It doesn't lumber at all. It is so quick. I mean, crazy quick. And, yeah, we were early on you know, loving the truck. And I was wondering if we were actually going to buy it for our fleet. And I figured Roman wouldn't want to do that because we already owned one. So imagine my surprise <laughs> when we decided to buy uh, this 2020. And it's an interesting thing because the 2020 is the last of the old generation F-150 in general. Yeah, and because they're switching over the factories, the 2021 F-150s are now coming to dealers. Right. And we don't know about the third-gen Raptor yet, right? There are a lot of rumors. A lot of rumors. Uh, about what it's going to have. It's going to have a hybrid or a V6 or a both or V8. The Ford hasn't came out and said that. No, and I know a lot of you guys out there, and I actually, Andre, got a lot of text messages on this and tweets and everything else, that some organizations out there have it official that it's going to be a supercharged V8 out of a Mustang or whatever. Ford has not confirmed any of that. And if you guys recall, there was a lot of speculation in the past about other powertrains and where they would go. So we don't know for sure. I will say this. Now that the TRX is out, Ford is most likely going to do something to keep their Raptor competitive, if not make it even better than the TRX in terms of horsepower. So let's get back to our 2020 truck, yeah. right? So this is the Raptor. And 
So what is it like to live with on a daily basis? So this truck is fully optioned, about 77,000. It was actually very hard to find it at, at sticker price. That was sticker. Usually, even now, they're selling it above sticker price. Way above yeah. sticker in some Sometimes cases. way above. Yeah, we've seen them over $100,000. I kid you not. Yeah, so that, first of all, we were fortunate uh, to find one. Uh, and we needed to buy it, you know, before the end of the year because of uh, company taxes. tax, taxes, uh, tax uh, purposes. Um, and we finally got it. And so getting into this truck, and I've driven it this week qu quite a bit on the iGauntlet even, yeah. uh, towing a trailer. Uh, well, what can I say? It's, it's a very comfortable truck. You get in it, it's big and wide in, inside. You know, it's very comfortable on the inside. And then you fire up the engine and you know it's kind of special because it has that little extra sound. Which and, is piped in. Yeah, and it's also um, augmented on the interior. Actually, I don't mind that that, that much. It doesn't bother I, me. I, yeah. I just, I really wish it was a natural sound as opposed to something that's you know, augmented, and, and that's not the only vehicle Ford's done that with. Right, uh, but you know, Ford also make, puts this twin-turbo V6, that's high output in, from the Raptor, in different versions, like, for example, the Ford GT supercar, yeah. hypercar, has a similar block, right, similar engine, much more power, yeah. but, but still, I mean, that supercar has, you know, a special kind of race car growl. So, I mean, if Ford wanted to make this Raptor sound like race, race truckish, I think they could, probably could. Now, bear in mind that on the outside, when it's on full boil, it does sound unique and it does sound like it's angry, but it doesn't give off the same type of angry howl that a V8 does, you know, especially a V8. I, I, it doesn't bother me too much. Once you live with it for a little while, you get used to the sound. And I think that... You know, as a day-to-day -day driver, yeah, okay, I kind of miss the lack of a V8 sound, but you get over it pretty quickly considering how cool the truck is to drive. And it is a lot of fun to drive. Yeah, so, so first of all, it's comfortable. The seats are very comfortable. Seats are good. Uh, and because uh, the truck we found had every option, basically, mm -hmm. that means you have heated seat, ventilated seat, you have heated steering wheel, you have, you know, all the kind of, you know, all the satellite radio, all that stuff. you got Apple, car, you know, phone integration. So it, it's, it's an easy truck to live with. I, like I said, I drove a very similar truck from Salt Lake to Denver, mm -hmm. and I didn't even blink an eye. It, it's, it's really comfy, uh, although it is pricey. It is pricey, and there is another problem with it, which the TRX has as well, but we'll cover the Ford first, and that is it is not exactly the easiest vehicle for those who live in the inner city, especially when it comes to parking and getting through tight spaces. It's a really wide truck. Overall, its width is very similar to that of a dually, but you have that up front and in the rear. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Like, you know, going to a grocery store, going to home improvement store, uh, it, it can be a challenge, but our truck has cameras all over the place. So it that, does help. helps, that helps a little bit. Yeah, but you can't see the thing is cameras don't do any good whatsoever when it comes to what other people are doing. If I'm spending, you know, 70 big or more on a truck, I don't want people banging their damn doors into it. And mm. that's one of the problems when you go into a regular parking spot. The fact is you're taking up that whole parking spot. And Andre knows this because he used to own a Hummer and that was the same issue parking that thing. You know, yeah. you, you take up the whole damn parking spot. My bottom line is that it's something that you have to keep in mind. This is not a small truck, not by any means. Even though it's a, you know, half ton truck, 
Size-wise, it ain't. It's it, it, huge. It's huge. And if you have a small garage, that's also an issue, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, parking it, it's pretty tall. Mm -hmm. It should fit in a seven-foot door. Yeah, it so won't fit have, in mine. Uh, yeah, you have a slightly slightly lower door. My house was built in the 50s, <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's like a really low roof. It's like six-foot seven or six-foot six or smaller. Yeah, dude, in the 50s, I don't think they imagined a twin-turbocharged... Uh, <laughs> Baja runner that everybody would drive. Right, right. I mean, this, this truck is, is fundamentally not built for my house. But in terms of what the vehicle is, as it's just a day-to-day -day driver, it is comfortable. It handles quite well. Highway ride is decent. It, there's nothing wrong with it in that respect. If I lived, if I moved back to Los Angeles, I really wouldn't want to drive this thing in LA traffic. It would, it would probably suck. But there's probably a lot of them in LA. I mean, there are. It's a funny thing between that and G-Wagons. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like anybody goes off-road. Come on, yeah. LA. So, so let's kind of talk a little bit about kind of some of the data uh, we gathered yes. recently, right? So Roman and you, you actually dr drag raced the Raptor against the new F-150 hybrid. The, mm -hmm. um, and you were in the hybrid, right? And, Damn straight. Um, Tell me kind of what was it like as far as kind of drag racing and speed was concerned. The hybrid is a more powerful vehicle and it, uh, it, it's not a lightweight either. I mean, keep in mind that you're talking about a whole pickup truck and then on top of that you have a hybrid power system with battery. Um, but it's quick, super quick. And because of that, it actually did be, it didn't destroy, but it did beat the Raptor off the line and is a quicker truck. And the funny thing is, actually, our Raptor curb weight, the truck weight without any people in it, is about 6,000 pounds. Right. Uh, the, power, uh, the Power Boost, or the Hybrid, uh, had a similar curb weight, actually, because of those batteries and all that stuff. Now, the reason why the Raptor weighs more than your average pickup truck, even though it still has aluminum on you know, the body panels, is the fact that you have an extremely heavy suspension system, super, super beefed up, long travel suspension, beefy shocks, armor. All that stuff is on this truck, so it takes the weight and lifts it up quite a bit. And on top of that, mentioning lifts, right? Mm -hmm. It has these big fat tires and it is higher off the ground, so it's not as aerodynamic and there's more rotational mass for it to move in order to get up and going. So those are all reasons that it's not as fast as the hybrid. Yeah, and but still plenty fast. I mean, plenty when, quick. when yeah. I, for example, when I take the truck and go from the office home, uh, you know, it kind of puts a smile on my face still. You know, you just get in it, you can step into it, and it accelerates, and it kind of, the steering feels really good. Yeah, can, the steering is really good. Yeah, on the Raptors specifically. So, so it, that was a fun truck. Uh, I think the time, if I remember correctly, the zero to 60s were close to like 6.2 seconds at mm -hmm. a mile above sea level. Yeah, you um, do lose something, even with turbocharging up at a mile above sea level. Yeah, so that's still, I mean, close to six seconds. That's a really properly quick vehicle. That right? is a fast truck. And can I say something else about the way it handles in terms of overall power? Yeah. Um, not comparing it directly to the TRX right now, but just we've taken it off road. We recently did a video where we put that truck up against a Can-Am, uh, whatchamacallit? It was a Maverick, Maverick. X3 XRS Turbo RR Max. X. I don't have the patience to remember that. I just, <laughs> my mental acuity doesn't go to that level like yours. I can't remember all that. Okay. So anyway, this Can-Am, um, which was really super quick. We went off-road, and one thing I really noticed about the, the, the Raptor, it, it wakes up off-road. If you thought it was great on the street, wait till you take it off-road. It was like a giant rally car. For those of you who are watching the Dakar or have watched the Dakar rally, this truck feels like it belongs there. 
The suspension is absolutely supremely well designed for off-roading and the steering is so direct and that power kicks in nicely with those twin turbocharged, you know, little units doing their job. Mm -hmm. It is like a rally car despite its size. I absolutely love driving on off-road, especially on dirt. So if you haven't seen that video, I would recommend it, the TFL Truck YouTube mm -hmm. channel. Of course, you could also watch our podcasts um, on TFL Talk, yep. a separate channel. But guys, if you haven't seen the Can-Am Maverick versus Raptor video, my favorite moment in that video is, um, and we have a, we're very lucky with our video crew, right? Yeah, we have uh, a good crew. Led, led by Ian. Um, and Ian did this edit on the video where you're doing the donuts in the dirt. Uh -huh. Nathan is driving. And, and it's a prolonged donut, I would say. Yeah. And also, you, you were kind of quiet, right? And you were just, you know, you were slinging the truck around. I wanted to hear it rev. That's why it wasn't yapping. Yeah, and, and that just made it because you seemed kind of calm while there's dirt flying and mud flinging and you're doing these donuts and pirouettes. And, and that was just, that, that video was just did it for me this year. That truck spools up so quickly and it is so rewarding to do stupid stuff. So off-road where you can get away with a lot of that is where it shines. I had a blast taking it off-road. And there's another thing about that truck. I did jump it. I've jumped more than one Raptor before, but it, it's totally effortless. It doesn't mind doing it very much as long as you're not stupid and you fly it off a cliff or whatever. It's great. And it's, the suspension totally soaks it up. I never... Growing up as a kid, I never thought that there'd be a truck that could do what this does without having to go and have a Baja shop completely build it up for thousands. Yeah, you could buy it at the dealership. Right, exactly. And, up. and it's got a factory warranty. Yeah, and, and you're exactly right. By the way, uh, we also filmed at IMI Motorsports, mm. which has proper set up motocross jumps. Yeah. You know, you, you've seen those silly videos where people jump them in the field and it flat lands and it destroys the suspension. And then the airbags detonate. And the, and and the airbags detonate, detonate, and the whole truck is bent. Right. That's not what you want to do. No, no, no. This is, you know, this, these are proper jumps. Right. That you're gliding over in order, you know, at a good speed and you're making sure that all four wheels, you know, get back to the ground roughly at the same time. You're not slamming the front end down. Uh, I've seen guys at Glamis totally destroy trucks trying to jump them and all that. You just, you know, they're not built for that unless you have a shop actually build up the frame, which I wouldn't recommend because it's expensive and heavy. So maybe we should move on, though, to how this vehicle compares to what we just recently bought. Well, before we get there, uh, and we can start this, uh, I want to talk about fuel efficiency. Oh, yeah, I forgot uh, about that. A little bit, because, you know, that's part of living with a truck, right? Indeed. Uh, even though when you're paying 77 grand, I mean, you're probably $30 at the, or $60 at the pump is not a big deal, maybe. But still, it's important. It is. Uh, now, th this one lives on high, um, right? You have to go to 91 octane on this one minimum, right? Yeah, basically. So there's a kind of a caveat, right? So if you read the manual for a regular F-150 EcoBoost, right, mm -hmm. it says it can run on 87 octane uh, as a base fuel, right? But for best performance, use 91. Okay. Right. The Raptor has a unique engine, right? So yes. it's, it's high it's, output. It's high output. It's tuned differently. It has some of the different internals as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so as such, um, basically 91 octane or maybe 93 if it's available. Right, 93 octane like in California or New York or whatever right. on, on the coasts, mm -hmm. right? Um, that's what you should run because the engine actually will make a little bit more power, obviously, because okay. the timing is adjusted in the inside the engine when you go to higher octanes, mm -hmm. you prevent knock in the engine. 
um, it's, 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 you know, it's easier to do that. Also, um, it kind of becomes a little bit more efficient. Yeah, I was right? about to ask that. Yeah. Even though you're spending money at the pump. <laughs> you sort of get it back in the, in the other end because the, the, the better the vehicle is running, uh, the less strain it has to you know, actually go through in order to yeah. actually fire or the smoother properly. it's running. Right. The smoother it's running, the more efficient it runs. And that is exactly the point here when it comes to this truck. Now, um, I've driven Raptors before cross-country, and I recall the best mileage I was able to get on the highway with our old Raptor with the big V8. Was that a 6.2? Yeah. That, I think we were able to get up to about 17, like on a good day. But when we were towing, it was like 11. Yeah, I think Roman did a video wrap-up of the first-gen V8 Raptor, and... I think in the very end, it was closer to like 14 or like 13. Realistically, that's, that's what I thought it would be. And, and the reason is, once again, big tires, heavyweight, mm -hmm. V8. Uh, at the end of the day... Old transmission, too. And, and the older transmission, six-speed. Right. Um, I think in the end, it was like 13.5 we averaged. So... Okay. It's okay. Okay. It's better than the Hummer. <laughs> yeah, that is. Anything's better than the Hummer. Okay. But that, that's an average. Okay, that's fair enough for a big truck like that. So what about this one? So Tommy and I recently did a fuel efficiency test. Mm -hmm. We were curious because we have a lifted, also we have a lifted Gladiator mm -hmm. Jeep a truck with a V6 gas engine and also on 35s. Right. So a similar tire size. Yeah. Um, and we decided to do a, this kind of city highway loop, which was about 50 miles, um, a little bit less. Mm -hmm. And we drove near where our offices are here in Colorado. Right. And... Um, usually, because we've driven the Raptors to Moab many times, right? Yep. And usually, whatever the EPA sticker says, you know, 17 or whatever, Raptor is usually pretty close. It's mm -hmm. pretty remarkable how it's realistic. Those estimates are actually very realistic. Right. And this particular test, uh, the Raptor came in at about like 16.5, if I remember right, or low 16. Which isn't too bad, considering the fact that there was some stop-and-go traffic, too. Yeah. And so, you were pretty heavy on the pedal. I well, we did one acceleration there. You, and you were pretty heavy on that. Too. You, you weren't as bad as me, but you were, yeah, I saw you. you well, Tommy egged me on. He said, Andre, let's do an acceleration. Oh, he and, egged you and, on. Oh, I, oh hmm. I see now. He really, really tricked me. Yeah. Because was... I think in that 30 seconds of me accelerating, or, or 20 seconds of me accelerating, uh -huh. I think I burned like a gallon. You probably did. <laughs> so, but so that, anyway. And that's actually another plus we'll get to in a second is fuel capacity. Yeah, so the Raptors, all of them uh, currently come with a 36-gallon tank. That's awesome. That's a big tank. And when you get, think about it, between 16 and 17 MPG approximately on average, mm -hmm. which is realistic. Yeah. And that we've showed some of that already. Uh, you can get like 550 or 600 miles actually on a tank, which is really great. Right. But... If you're towing or if you're hauling anything, this truck isn't really a super tow truck. It isn't a super hauler. Because of that off-road suspension, you lose a lot of that. But if you were to do that, then your efficiency would drop down significantly. Yeah, and actually we have an iGauntlet World's Toughest Towing Test coming up very soon between the Raptor and the TRX. And mm. we actually, we did something new, by oh, the yeah. way. We actually went down to Silverthorne, which is at the bottom of the iGauntlet, right. at about 8,500 feet above sea level. <laughs> That's the bottom. And uh, we actually filled up. So we measured specifically at the pump, also on the Ike. Oh. So uh, we're doing something new this year with that for 2021. So, and I, I'm not going to blow the uh, results. No, 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 gonna, no, no, no. You I'm guys gonna, have to watch. Yeah, that's coming in the next week. Well, so. most of the people who are listening to this and watching this, they're going to watch the Ike Gauntlet anyway. 
Yeah, and we appreciate that because we we know uh, when you guys are listening, you you actually know more about TFL and what we do than we do. Yeah, that tends to be the case. <laughs> we're idiots. What I say, we just don't even know what we're doing. Well, we have seven channels now, so it's we have kinda... seven channels, four websites. Well, five if you count TFL bids. Yeah, well, that's a lot to do. It's just we know four. God, do we know? So, so yeah, so a decent range, very good range in mm -hmm. the Raptor still. Even when towing, I mean, you still that capacity of fuel. Yep. Uh, and you can get about 17-ish, 16 to 17. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so, but once again, like we said, if you're in the pedal, in the go pedal, you will burn, you'll start burning fuel like crazy. Oh, yeah. I can make it single digits easily. <laughs> easily. So speaking of single digits and burning fuel, do you want to switch to TRX? <laughs> So the TRX is a very, very different beast when it comes to actual powertrain. It is, by all accounts, the first real attempt at beating a or building a vehicle that will beat the Raptor. Absolutely, dude. So if you look at spec comparison, uh, spec for spec, suspension travel, ground clearance, approach departure angle, tire mm -hmm. size, you know, size, right. they are as almost the same as can be. Yeah, they're nearly toe-to-toe with, -to -toe with everything. With one big, big exception. Yeah, the lack of two cylinders and a supercharger. Yeah, the engine. Yeah. yeah. So the TRX kind of matches a lot of the suspension specs on the Raptor and then says, well, I'll raise you one. Yeah. Um, it will it'll be a 6.2 liter Hellcat V8, supercharged V8 with 702 horsepower versus 450 horsepower in the Raptor. 650 pound-feet of torque, right? Yep. So the thing is, is that there are a couple interesting differences on top of that. The Ford has a 10-speed automatic transmission, whereas in the Ram has an 8-speed automatic transmission. Um, they are a little different in terms of their behavior, obviously, off the line. They're very different in terms of the way they are... Um, they manage fuel. <laughs> There's a big difference there. Um, and they're very different in terms of the way they feel. Uh, I find that the two trucks have distinct characters where I, I was calling the Ram, sorry, when I was calling the, the Raptor a uh, rally car. And I really do think it's like a giant, awesome rally car. The TRX is a muscle car. It's a muscle car that goes in the dirt. That's kind of my take on it. Roman calls it the TRX, the hammer, mm -hmm. and uh, Raptor, the scalpel. Uh, I would say okay. I would say the TRX is a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, and I would say the Raptor is a saber. I, I think it's a little bit more than a scalpel because it's just also heavy. <laughs> but can, can that's I, I want to tell the viewers and, and the listeners actually something that I did with both trucks that uh, we didn't get on film, unfortunately. What? Yeah. What were um, you doing? I took them both around the uh, track at IMI. Oh, okay. And and drove them in anger. Because I was curious, both of these trucks are wider than r your regular 1500 pickup truck, right? Or 150. And they're very different in terms of their architecture. And I've driven Raptors before around corners, and they're kind of fun because, I mean, they lean, but they, they're so wide, they actually stick pretty well. So I decided to take it around the track and drive them both kind of fast. And I got to tell you, the Raptor's better. Uh, going around a racetrack, which you're never going to really do anyway, the Raptor is lighter on its toes and it lines up a little bit easier around the corners. However, when you're driving it and you do the same damn thing with the TRX, once you hit the loud pedal on the TRX coming out of a corner, yeah. it just becomes this 
pit bull trying to tear itself off of a small chain. It is an animal. So they're very different in their behavior, but I would say, you know, I know there's the, and I hate using these cliches of scalpel and sledgehammer and all that, but I will say that as a fine-tuned instrument, that the Raptor is a little bit more driver-friendly on a track and in the dirt than the TRX, which is just like, I'm going to beat you up and you're going to love it. Does, I mean, does that make sense, the way yeah, I'm saying it? Yeah, totally, totally makes sense. And, and also, uh, I would say, um, so I didn't do that. I, di I didn't take both of them on, the, on our paved uh, course. I mean, I should have, but, but you were out there. Yeah, uh, no, uh, but, but I think both of them in the dirt, and we, you, we've driven both of them in the dirt oh, against yeah. the Can-Am. Yes, um, very similar racing. Yeah, uh, I, I think the TRX, and here's, I think, where a lot of people get hung up. The TRX is actually all-wheel drive all the time. Yes. So it's got a four-wheel drive uh, full-time system, and it works a little bit like an all-wheel drive system, right? That's part of the system. Yeah. It does more. It does more. Of course, it has low-range transfer case as well for slower speed crawling. The Raptor has a regular two-wheel drive mode, so you can switch, it, switch the Raptor into two-wheel drive, behaves like a normal truck. Right. right. And then you can put the um, Raptor in four-wheel drive automatic mode, very similar kind of mode to what the TRX has. Mm -hmm. And then of course, Raptor also has four low. Uh, TRX does not have two-wheel drive. Right. So a lot of people want to put these guys on dynos, right? And actually figure out what the TRX actually does. But you actually need an all-wheel drive dyno. And I'm not sure how many dynos were built to house a 6,500-pound vehicle. <laughs> like this on a dyno. I, I, there probably aren't as many of them out there as there should be. I have a feeling that you know a few people who might actually have some of those types of dynos, am I correct? Yeah, well, our friends at Five Star Tuning, Bingo. Uh, they tune trucks all every day, mm -hmm. in fact. They, they just actually recently uh, put a supercharger on a 7.3 Godzilla V8 in a Tremor, into a Tremor Super Duty truck. I think we have a story on that on TFL Truck. Absolutely, tfltruck.com. We have a, we have an update about that, and they actually put down with a Procharger centrifugal pro, uh, supercharger about estimated about 715 horsepower at the crank. Hmm. Estimated. So those are big numbers too. Curious what the torque numbers are. Uh, yeah, well, actually, they, it's in the story, dude. It's, yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Go to the story and you'll yeah. find out. Now I have so, to so yeah, it. so the story is about that. Uh, I, I digressed. I kind of went that's okay. somewhere else. Well, um, I, uh, you want me to continue? On, well, on? but I was going to say, you were talking about handling, right? Yes. So I was just going to say that in the dirt, both of them will hang their tails out. Oh, yeah. Both of them will do donuts. Easily. We have shown it. The TFL truck, once again, YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. You can see Nathan doing a donut in a TRX against the Can-Am, and you can see Nathan doing a donut in the Raptor. So You can say that I love donuts. <laughs> that works on so many levels. Yes, but dude, but what was it like to actually get this truck to spin? Did you feel the front end yeah. begin? Yeah, I was about to go there. So with, with the Raptor, um, actually the first, the first shot that you guys won't see on the Raptor video when it went up against the Can-Am, uh, I accidentally had it in four high and it was like, eh, it's not really doing it. What's going on here? There's just too much traction. So, you know, just flip a switch, boom, t shut off traction control and you have a good time. Very different in the TRX. TRX, you have to, I think I had it in the sport mode, no, Baja. I had it Baja. in Baja, Baja mode, mode, but I shut yes. off traction control. Once you shut off traction control, that vehicle is pretty much like, all right, yeah, you just took your life in your own hands. Good luck, punk. <laughs> and 
So you crank the wheel over and you start going. Now what happens is you can feel the front end kind of uh, switching over, trying to figure out traction. Am I going to one wheel or the other as you're spinning around? It doesn't do much um, once I think the truck knows that you're doing a donut. I really do. Because after well, a moment, it kind of stopped trying to juggle around the traction up front and it just felt like it was gonna spin like a top for a half an hour. Um, I was still getting power to the front, but not a lot. Yeah, and I think, so you mentioned like truck thinking for itself, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, both of these trucks ha have so much computing power because not only do they, you know, do traction control, all that stuff, but also the suspension, right? Right. It's active, it's continuously adjusted. Uh, both of them, the Raptor has the Fox uh, live valve shocks. Right. Adjustable. The, not just adjustable, but also active. That means they're reacting to current conditions. Right, and they'll respond to whatever they feel. Yeah, and the TRX is using the Bilstein uh, system, Blackhawk E2, they call it. Right. And it's also uh, active and adjustable. And um, I was going to mention just one more thing about doing donuts. Uh, you usually don't want to do too many donuts in four-wheel drive because there's, you can get this kind of front-end dig, mm -hmm. um, and the truck can get tippy. If, if you can, if you can understand that. So can side by sides, by the way. Yeah, side by sides do that also. We found out. <laughs> uh, so, so we don't recommend, guys. Obviously, we're we're doing this in a controlled environment, right? At the track, uh, at IMI, with no people around. Yeah, it's coned uh, off and everything else. And we're yeah. just making sure it's you know safe. But then they give it to the biggest idiot that works at TFL Studios because they know that I'm just willing to do it. And, uh, and you know, let's face it, it was fun as hell to do. Yeah, so just, just a little caution there. I mean, yeah, you don't really want to careful. just go in a random parking lot, throw it in four high and try a donut. I mean, that's, you know, you need to understand the truck. And also when you're dealing with 700 horsepower plus, you got to respect it. I mean, <laughs> and also the 450 horsepower in the, in the Raptor as well. You have to respect the power because you're going into the upper echelon of power where if you put your foot too much, you know, it really affects what you're doing. And you can break things. Yes. That's kind of the other thing here. Uh, for those of you who are thinking about you joints, or for those of you who are thinking about, you know, whether or not you're going to destroy your automatic transmission, these are all very possible. So be careful on how you do it. I would not recommend trying to do donuts in these trucks with the rear ends locked up. Yeah, that's another thing. So, so then uh, we ordered, as you guys know, we pre-ordered the TRX last year when when the time just came, when they opened the order books, I believe it was near August. Then finally we were waiting, because Ram said, you know, you guys should be able to get delivery of these trucks by the end of the year. That yeah. was the original. They said something to the effect that we should be able to put it under your Christmas tree. Yeah, that was one of the things they mentioned. Mm -hmm. And it was December 29th and Roman and I were sitting in the office and we were actually talking to our contact, uh, Trevor at uh, FCA and Ram. Mm -hmm. And we're like, dude, you know, what are we doing? You know, what are we gonna do? Because once again, for tax purposes for the company, we wanted to actually pay for the TRX uh, in 2020 to get the benefit. Right. And he's like, guys, you know what? We we can do it. We we can make it. And Roman bought a ticket, and on the 31st he flew to Detroit, because it would take days for that truck to be shipped to Colorado. Right? Days. Yep. Because it's New Year's, you know, people are shutting down. And COVID. Else, and COVID and, and extra precautions, right? All this stuff. So Roman lands, because it's a two-hour time change, time difference, right? Roman lands, he gets to the factory at like 3.45 p.m. Or maybe 3.30 p.m. Right. 
they're, they're supposed to close the doors at four. Mm -hmm. He literally, under the wire, came in and sneaked in there and then grabbed this TRX and drove it home after that. It's now, a little bit more complicated than that. There, it's a lot more complicated than that. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that went on, but, but here's the bottom line. Um, despite what you might hear on the uh, internet, we are the first organization to or, purchase. Or entity. Or entity to purchase and own a TRX. We were the first, and that was because Roman went to the factory on the 31st, which was really the, really the first time you could get one, and he got it right then and there. So uh, that was almost two weeks ago now. Well, yeah, it's, ten about, days ago. it's about 10 days. Uh, and there's a few rumors out there. I know everybody, you guys are tracking it very closely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is a, there's you know forums and everything else, which is awesome, and people are tracking, they're building spreadsheets with build dates and VIN numbers. Um, and I love that. And there was a little bit of controversy that maybe somebody else picked their truck up before us. Uh, but Ram actually said, the factory manager that met Roman in person, uh, that's where we got the information. Yep. The factory manager said, Roman, uh, I can't believe it, but you're the first guy who actually are, is actually delivering, um, you know, we're delivering the truck to. Right, so in other words, VIN numbers may show that there are other trucks that were built before this one, however, we're one of the first to, to, to take delivery. Yeah, and in fact, they said the first. Yeah, the first. So, so we are, so, so once again, it's okay. Let's we're the get, best! Let's get, let's, yes! let's get off the horse. <laughs> no, but I, I'm really proud of that. And, you know, I, I like to give Roman a lot of crap because I do, because, you know. But also, I mean, there's a lot of credit job to uh, our dealer who helped uh, Johnson Auto Plaza. Oh yeah. FCA, Ram, factory managers. Dude, that factory manager, I'm sorry, I forgot, I don't remember your name. He didn't have to be there. Yeah. You know, he could have been with his family on New Year's Eve, uh, actually doing something else, right? But they actually went out of, out, out of their way to actually help us. So I think that's very special. It shows some integrity and we really do appreciate that. And you know, the cool thing is, you know, given what we do for a living, we see a lot of the other side of the industry and we get to see these things, but we want to report them to you. So, you know, they really did us a solid, but at the same time, you know, Roman had to get on a plane in the middle of COVID and get out there as soon as humanly possible to get his hands on the truck. So he really did a hell of a job, despite the fact that I wanted to do it and not him. Because I wanted to try. I, I, so, I so wanted to do it instead of him. We love road trips. Yeah, we do. We, we went to 50 states in a Jeep together. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we did this. Yes, Motor Mountain USA. No, and, and Roman did it because he wanted to bring the truck to the viewers. That's why he did it. So, yep. so that's at the end. Um, so, so now, MPG, Roman gets into the truck. And I have many questions from, from you guys out there. What is it like on a road trip? Is it loud? Is it, is it boring? Is it harsh? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so I just drove it, you know, at least 100 miles yesterday, uh -huh. 50 miles today. And I can say that it's, it's, it has two personalities, right? It has that drag racing personality like we talked about, where it will blow the doors off pretty much every other, any other truck right now. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about performance in a second. And then when you're cruising on the highway, it has the other personality, which is actually very quiet, docile, comfortable suspension. Yeah, nice and smooth, right? And, and the insulation of the cab and actually some of the sound cancellation that they do, you know, mm -hmm. really fancy systems. Um, it's actually maybe even quieter or as quiet as a Ram Rebel or a regular Ram truck. 
So it, it, it's actually very quiet, comfortable, and it just inhales the miles. Because, well, we don't recommend exceeding speed limits, but it's very comfy at 80, mm -hmm. speed limit 80 in, you know, in Nebraska, Iowa, whatever. Yeah. Uh, 85, it's very, very comfy. It's, it's interesting for me because I, I, I look at these two trucks as two different sides of a, of a coin. And yes, the TRX can kind of lop along and feels to me like the old Raptor did, the first generation Raptor, which was a fantastic highway car uh, truck. Mm -hmm. It had a nice smooth suspension because that long travel squishy suspension was just brilliant on the highway. The Ford is a little bit more crisp. It, it, it's still decent. The new Ford, you mean? The new Ford, yeah. yeah. It, it, um, it, it's a lot more, um, you could feel a lot more of the road. You know I would I mean? say connected. I mean, because, little, yeah. because you're feeling more of the road, but maybe sometimes you don't want to feel more of the road. Well, that's what know? I'm saying. Yeah. So, so in terms of the old school, you know, feeling of, you know, lofting along and yeah. you know, bounding along comfortably, I think the TRX has it in terms of those people who like a little bit more of a sporty feel, perhaps. The Raptor has it. And bear in mind that you can play around with the suspension settings, but this is in their most mellow suspension settings. Which in TRX is called Auto. Right. It's kind of, uh, I don't know, a little vague. But, <laughs> but uh, so the uh, Raptor has normal. Right. And then has six other modes, you know, slippery and dirt and, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm just referring to the normal and mode. And eco. Uh, in the TRX, they're using different terminology. Uh, the kind of the, the, the base mode is auto, mm -hmm. which kind of means the truck is like trying to learn what you're doing. Are you cruising? Are you racing? You know, what are you, what are you doing? So the truck is trying to adjust. Then the TRX has a sport. Baja mode, which both trucks do. Yeah. Both trucks have Baja modes. Um, and of course, it has kind of like a snow mode and a slippery condition mode. Um, but what's unique about the TRX, they have that, you know, giant screen. And in that screen, you have all the gauges, the yes. digital gauges and also the digital configurations. So you can go very similar to a Hellcat. Yeah. Uh, car. Think, yeah, it's like the same software. But it's it's a little bit elevated because you're also controlling the shocks and everything else, right? Right. So you can be like, you can actually customize it to your liking, uh, where you can have a custom mode where you can say, you know what, I want the steering to be light effort, but I want the suspension to be stiff, but also the transmission to be sport mode. So you can customize that, you know, just kind of the way you want it. To a certain degree. I mean, you can only go so far with, with, with that system. But I will say this. Um, you were just talking about the, the display. So uh, one amazingly huge, massive difference between the two of them is their interior. Yeah. Without a doubt. The seats are, both, are comfortable in both. I will say that. But the Ford, now we know that there is a brand new Ford that has a really nice interior that just came out. But the 2020 Ford Raptor that we have has the older Ford interior. And honestly, it's just not as, not even close to being as well put together and as nice to be in as the TRX. But I think in the Raptor, um, the things that you're most worried about when driving, for example, on a road trip is the steering wheel and the seat. I think the Raptor has that down. Um, if, as soon as you look down the middle in the console, yes, you can notice that the Raptor ha is aged. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I think the Raptor still has a pretty good, really good feeling steering wheel. I don't have a problem uh, with it. Yeah. Um, TRX, once again, I agree with you, takes it to the next level because, next level. because, because the interior, as soon as you look around the interior, you, you realize that it's 
more high-end place to be, mm -hmm. basically, because you know you have a more kind of screen space, kind of makes it a little bit more premium. The materials are a little bit nicer yep. throughout the, the uh, truck. So yeah, but let's talk about price. Yeah, which is interesting because they're remarkably close. Yeah, and but they're still different because yes, both trucks, and I think there's somebody in the comment section who said that RTRX does not cost seventy-seven grand. Really? Um, we 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 actually published an image, and we will publish another image on tfltruck.com of our sticker. Mm -hmm. Our truck is seventy-seven thousand ninety-five dollars. So uh, well, they're some... right then. It's not seventy-seven grand. It's seventy-seven thousand nine hundred dollars. No, ninety-five dollars. Oh, I'm sorry. I was even wrong. Seventy-seven thousand ninety dollars. Ninety-five dollars. Jeez, I'm not going to get this right. The so, point is, that guy is absolutely right. It's not exactly seventy-seven. So it's controversy. Some people said it was eighty. Some people said oh. it was something else. Anyway, so but seventy-seven grand. Let's round, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, seventy-seven thousand. It's. Uh, a little bit more of a basic configuration. The Raptor is fully loaded at 77,000. Right. With a panoramic sunroof, the ventilated seats, keyless entry. I can go on for a few minutes t saying, talking about uh, 360 degree cameras the Raptor has, all that stuff. None of those additional things are in this TRX. So what you're saying is that we have almost the base model TRX. Yeah, not quiet, because they start at 71. Right. But, but but we still have a fairly inexpensive version of the of TRX. If there's such a thing. Yes. Versus a fully loaded 2020 Ram, sorry, a fully loaded 2020 uh, Ford Raptor. Yes, and you can configure, I mean, you can go right now to Ram, Ram's website, right? Uh -huh. And configure a TRX to about 100K. Because you, our truck is a TRX TR1, mm -hmm. and at the time we were ordering, that's kind of was the lowest level. Right. There's going to be a lower level now that where you can configure and buy, obviously. Uh, there's also TR2, and there's also the launch editions, right? The first trucks that are coming out. Ours is not a launch edition. And you nope. might ask, wait a minute, is Ram doing that same thing again where the launch edition is not the first edition? Which happened with Jeep before with yeah. the Gladiator. Yeah, no, it's actually... Our order was special, so we because because of you guys, because you guys watch our videos, Ram did an exception basically. Yeah, they 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 actually offered us ability to get an early truck that was not a launch edition, so that was totally special. Um, anyway, but you can still get all the things I mentioned, right? The panoramic roof, the keyless entry, the 360 degree cameras, all that ventilated stuff. seats, high end leather. Mm -hmm. All that stuff, but it will build the price into the ninety thousand dollar range, maybe even higher, maybe even a hundred k. So, what I think what's happening here is in the TRX, you are paying more, but you're getting more engine, basically. Yeah, and that's kind of the bottom line. Right now, in terms of truck superiority, the Ram TRX is the most powerful half-ton truck. Not only that we've ever driven, but as far as I know, ever that's ever been produced, um, replacing, surpassing both the Ford F-150 Raptor and Hybrid, which is now brand new. Mm -hmm. This one is just way more powerful than both of those. And quicker. And we quicker. have another video to prove this. So we just did a drag race. Mm -hmm. We put up, like I was mentioning, the F-150 Shelby, which was a slightly used truck that one of our viewers, Eric, Brought. Thank you, Eric, by the way, for bringing 750 horsepower out of the Shelby, and that's from Shelby. That's the rating at the engine, 
crank right. uh, from Shelby Specs. Right. right? Um, and, and then we had an um, Raptor mm -hmm. and a TRX. And, and the question that we, we kind of call the TRX the super truck, right? Because it has super truck or car type of power. Yeah, but we wanted to prove it because a lot of you guys said, well, you raced against the Raptor, that's not fair, right? Yeah, you, well, why don't you go up again? And some of you specifically were saying, well, why not go against, you know, these other trucks? Or Hennessy or something Hennessey. like that, right? So we happened to find somebody who was willing to let us borrow their Shelby, which is a much more powerful vehicle than the Raptor. And you'll see the results if you watch the video. But the thing is, and I, I maintain this, we're talking about a factory vehicle. The Ram TRX is a factory vehicle. It has a factory warranty. There is no second party that comes along for thousands of dollars and boosts this truck anymore. There probably will be in the very near future. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is that if you look at a factory Raptor and a factory TRX, power-wise, you know, straight-line performance-wise, the TRX is just the holy terror of the highway. It's ridiculous yeah i was mentioning you know driving the raptor home from mm -hmm. the office and smiling mm -hmm. well driving the trx home it's giggling yeah i mean it's the next level i mean because the it not only the acceleration is but the sound right and the sound comes in and there's a supercharger whine that you mm -hmm. hear from the front and there's massive you know v8 sound coming out the rear and and it's a very special truck also very heavy we mm -hmm. mentioned it with handling right a right. little bit already uh, and I want to mention this, and I want to kind of close down on this point. Um, we talked about Raptor being heavy, right? 6,000-pound truck yeah. at, the curb, at the curb weight. Well, we ordered the TR1 specifically. One of the reasons we did was, uh, was because we, we wanted it more light. I wanted it more lightweight because I wanted extra payload. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to take it overlanding and maybe, you know, long journeys, right? Tell a little bit with it. So I wanted capacity, right? right? So we did that, we got it. We have 1,332 pounds of payload okay. versus a, oh, basically 1,000 pounds of payload in the Raptor. But this truck still weighs 6,500 pounds. So it's 500 pounds more than the, than the Raptor. So you can you clearly say between the heavier engine and the lack of aluminum, because the Ford has more aluminum on the body. Yes, and both trucks have pretty heavy frames. Yes. Ram did a specific frame, which is also pretty heavy. It's like 75% unique over a regular Ram Rebel frame. Yeah, so Ram they worked on the frame specifically right. to be able to handle jumps and some of those uh, events. You know, we, one thing I think we, we kind of skipped over, what was the uh, EPA, more importantly, the MPG numbers that we got <laughs> on the uh, TRX? Because that is something that is very different than the, uh, the Raptor. I think we skipped over that on purpose. <laughs> or, I mean, subconsciously. Subconsciously? Okay. So uh, why don't we cover that? So Roman drove it home. Let's get back to that. Yeah. And he measured the fuel efficiency on the long haul. By the way, that was a brand new truck. Not fully it, broken It in. hadn't been broken in um, yet. Anyway, so he got, in the very end, I believe he measured 10.6. At least 10. it was 6. double digits. So double digits. Um, it's rated at an EPA rated on the highway at 14. 10 MPG city, 14 highway. Mm -hmm. So this truck is not <laughs> meant for efficiency. <laughs> not at all. But also remember, Roman was driving it real world, so he was opening it up. He, he wasn't hypermiling. Right. At all. So, and the other challenge is uh, this was, remember, this was January 1st mm -hmm. and December 31st. So it was cold, uh, running the heater, heated seats, 
uh, turning big tires, you know, once again. Yeah. So yeah, so this truck in the real world, we haven't seen it hit 14. I know EPA says that. Uh, we haven't been able to come anywhere close. We've driven it on the Ike twice, towards the Ike twice, back home from the office, etc. I haven't seen 14 yet. I'll get you 14. How? Going down the Ike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Once I start going downhill with no, with no load, I, I think I can get 14. Okay. Um, maybe. So yeah, so guys, uh, once again, premium fuel. Mm -hmm. yeah, and premium. actually, I think Ram is very, very clear on this. Premium fuel only. So 91, 93 octane. Yeah. And it's a premium engine and deser deserves premium fuel. Um, so yeah, so closing down on capability, they tow about the same weight. Uh, we have a towing test coming up. Mm -hmm. um, the TRX is rated at 8,100 pounds. Raptor is rated at 8,000 pounds. They're almost identical. Um, in capability, and I gotta say, there, um, and we have a Nike already with a TRX published, yep. and I gotta say, both of these trucks, because they're so wide and long, they're very solid platforms for towing. Right. So if you're worried about towing behind this truck, don't be. You just can't load it past eight thousand right. uh, pounds of trailer. Right. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that the you know it, it, the suspension systems, which are both you know geared for off-roading. So one of the things you're going to encounter is a lot of squat that is the first issue and then of course from there the reality is is that both of these trucks really are in terms of you know overall performance they're not going to perform the same way your regular diesel trucks going to perform towing so as long as you keep that in mind and you're towing your motorcycles or your speedboat or whatever you'll be fine yeah but also be towing between 5,000 and 7,000 pounds which we've done yeah um, they're surprisingly composed and I think it's a testament to the width of the axles. The width, axles. I think, is a huge thing. Um, so there's no sway. Yeah. Um, and actually, the shocks are able, because they're, they go into this stiff setting, mm -hmm. right? When you put uh, the T-Rex in tow-haul mode, you can actually watch the suspension um, level change, and it goes into sport. Um, and the sport is a little bit of a stiffer setting. So it wants to support itself, right? So, right. So, so they're surprisingly good at towing, but lighter towing. Right, you can't overload them. Yeah, and keep in mind that for those of you guys, who, and a lot of motocross guys love these types of trucks, right? Well, the thing is, is that yeah, you can put a motorcycle on the back, but if you're have, if you're going to actually haul a motorcycle and you're going to tow a trailer with other vehicles on it, you need to keep in mind what your actual uh, payload is and what you're doing with your trailer. You yeah, really which is do. why I kind of like the TRX because we have thirteen hundred plus pounds of. So if you have two people in the truck. You still have you know quite a bit of capacity left right which is a nice thing to have i have a feeling that the next generation raptor is going to rectify some of those issues i think so if i had to guess about what the next raptor is you'll have more power yes because it has to it has right? to exactly um, i don't know how they're going to get there but they will they will mm -hmm. they will get there and also i think it'll have a little bit more payload capacity that's that's the one thing it's really losing out on when yeah. you compare it to the trx be, and, and I think that has to do really with the shocks and the springs mm -hmm. because, um, yes, I know I've talked to Ford engineers before and they did say, hey, we're building an off-road truck. This yeah. is not a super duty, you know, it's not yeah, supposed exactly. to tow. But I think what Rem is showing is that if you actually build a very, from the very beginning, right, if you set those requirements and you say, shock company, Bill Stein or Fox or whoever you are, build me a shock that can do this, build me whoever is supplying the springs, mm -hmm. build it to do this. And as long as you specify that, it will work because we can see it works. 
Absolutely true. So I think we should probably summarize what these two trucks mean to us, which is, I think they mean the world to me. I, I really giggles. do. Yeah, I think about think about the fact that not only do we have these two trucks, we also have in our long term fleet this Jeep Gladiator, which is one of the best off road trucks in its class. So uh, other than perhaps the Mojave, which would sort of kind of compete with these two trucks, the bottom line is we have some amazing toys. And because of that, you guys are going to benefit by getting a crap load of videos in the very near future. Yeah, starting now. I, and I feel spoiled. I mean. Like we talked about earlier, eight years ago, I don't think you and I thought, imagined that we could have the top end trucks in our fleet. Especially two of them. Especially two of them <laughs> at the sense. same time. We never thought that. We were very spoiled and living with these trucks is easy if you have 77 grand. And if you have wide parking spaces. <laughs> All right, so that's kind of wrapping up our current experiences with the trucks. We'll, we'll do more. Oh yeah. Obviously, uh, and also uh, Roman, Literally, he wants to leave like in two days to Moab. He wants to go. Yeah, so, I know. Poor Tommy so, was not prepared for that. <laughs> so stay tuned. Uh, within the next few couple weeks, we'll have, probably have a Moab video for you. So yep. uh, actual taking these trucks and maybe some SUVs too, because we have the FJ Cruiser mm -hmm. actually, and we have a Land Rover Defender. So we'll have more videos with those machines. I hope the Land Rover makes it. Oh, that's a whole different... Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, that's sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. Wrong, wrong channel. Sorry, that just okay. came right out. Okay. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.